The Israelites wandered in the wilderness for 40 years and now stood on a mountaintop overlooking the promised land. Joshua of the tribe of Ephraim and Caleb of Judah were the only men left who had been 20 years old when they fled Egypt. The others had disobeyed God and lost the privilege of setting foot in the land. A new generation of Israelites looked it over and wondered if they were ready to enter and live as the Lord's covenant people. The book of Joshua now begins a series of Old Testament books that tell more of the history of God's hand with his covenant people. The Lord took Moses to himself and gave his power and authority to Joshua, whose name in Hebrew is also the Greek name for Jesus, which means Jehovah saves. The Lord said that no man would be able to stand before him all the days of his life, as he'd been with Moses, so he would be with Joshua, and he would not fail or forsake him. Joshua would now lead the Israelites into the promised land, and was a type of Jesus Christ, who leads the faithful into the ultimate land of promise, the celestial kingdom. The Lord told him, Be strong and of a good courage, be not afraid or dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee. Joshua sent two spies across the Jordan River west to the city of Jericho, where they stayed in the house of a harlot named Rahab. She hid them on the roof when the king sent men to capture them, and in one of many parallels between Joshua and Moses, Rahab was like the women who saved Moses. Her allegiance to God saved the two spies. She and the people of Jericho knew the Lord had given the Israelites the land, dried up the Red Sea, and destroyed other cities with his power. Rahab asked the spies to make an oath to save her family from being destroyed when they attacked Jericho. They said they would deal kindly and truly with her and spare them. They told her to bind a line of scarlet thread in the window and bring all her family to her house. Rahab agreed and told them to hide in the mountains for three days until their pursuers gave up and returned to Jericho. This courageous and God-fearing woman let them down the window by a cord and immediately tied the scarlet thread to her window. The spies told Joshua what they learned, and he led the Israelites to the Jordan River. After three days, the officers told the camp to follow the Levites who carried the Ark of the Covenant and to stay behind at a safe distance of almost a half a mile. Joshua told the people to sanctify themselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. The Lord said he would magnify Joshua before the sight of all Israel as he had done with Moses. Joshua told the priests to stand still in the Jordan River and called the people to come hither and hear the word of the Lord your God. When the feet of the priests that bear the ark were dipped in the brim of the water, it stopped flowing and stood back in a heap. They stood firm on dry ground in the middle of the river while the people passed over into the land of Canaan at the same place where Jesus Christ would later be baptized by John the Baptist. This miracle was like Moses leading the Israelites through the Red Sea. Joshua was magnified in the sight of all Israel, and they feared or respected him as they had Moses. To remember God's blessing in parting the waters, Joshua commanded one man from each tribe to take stones from the riverbed and place them as a monument for the people to see where they walked through dry ground. Later, when the children asked about the stone's meaning, they told them about God's miracle and how they reminded them of his power. The Israelites camped at Gilgal, and the Lord commanded the men to be circumcised. They ate some old corn in the land, and the next day the Lord no longer gave them manna. Now, for the first time in 40 years, they had to learn to eat the bread of the land. 
When Joshua was by Jericho, he saw a man with a drawn sword and asked if he was for them or their adversaries. The man said he was the captain of the host of the Lord, and Joshua fell on his face and worshipped him. He told Joshua to loose thy shoe from off thy foot, for the place whereon thou standest is holy, which was another parallel of Moses and Joshua. The Israelites surrounded Jericho, and the Lord told Joshua he had given the city into his hand. The people marched around it once a day for six days, and on the seventh day they marched seven times while seven priests blew trumpets. These were actually a ram's horn, and Israel's oldest musical instrument used to signal an attack. The priests carried the Ark of the Covenant as a symbol of God's presence. When they blew a long blast, Joshua told the people to shout, For the Lord hath given you the city, and the city walls fell down. The Lord said that Jericho was accursed, and everyone was killed along with their animals. Only Rahab and her family were allowed to live, and the two spies brought them out of the city to Israel's camp. She later married an Israelite man, and among her descendants were King David and Jesus Christ. The Lord told the Israelites to keep themselves from the accursed thing, or they would make the camp of Israel a curse and trouble it. They were forbidden to take anything from the city for themselves, but were told to take all the silver, gold, and brass and iron vessels and consecrate them to the Lord's treasury. A man named Achan disobeyed when he took accursed things from Jericho, and the Lord's anger was kindled against the children of Israel. After their success at Jericho, they marched to the city of Ai. They didn't think they needed as big of an army to take the city, but they were severely defeated, and thirty-six men died. Their hearts melted and became as water, and they wondered why the Lord had not helped them like before. Joshua grieved and asked the Lord why they'd been defeated. The Lord said that Israel had sinned and transgressed his covenant. They had taken the accursed thing, and he would not be with them until they destroyed it from among them. This was an example of how one man's disobedience not only affects himself, but can affect others. Joshua told the tribes, and it was revealed that Achan had sinned. He confessed that he had coveted and stolen clothing, silver, and gold from Jericho. Messengers found the stolen objects in his tent, and Achan, his family, and animals were stoned and burned. His disobedience had cursed the camp and lost the lives of 36 men. The Israelites needed to learn obedience and lost the right to divine help until they sanctified themselves. The Lord's power was restored, and he went with them and did wonders among them. With his power, they were able to conquer and capture the city of Ai and many other cities in Canaan. Joshua took the Israelites to the valley of Shechem and fulfilled Moses' instructions to build an altar of whole stones where Joshua would write a copy of the Law of Moses. Half the tribes of Israel stood on Mount Ebal and half stood on Mount Gerizim. The Levites stood in the valley with the Ark of the Covenant while they pronounced from the Book of the Law the blessings and cursings the people would receive by their actions. The Lord led the Israelites to victory over many people in Canaan. Some armies were killed by great hailstones. And in another interesting story, Joshua told the sun and the moon to stand still until they won the battle. God's power was available to his covenant people when they obeyed his commandments. And he stopped the earth from rotating to lengthen a day so Israel could be victorious. Many of the Israelites' heroic deeds were written about in a book we don't have called the Book of Jasher. 
Joshua took the whole land according to all the Lord told Moses, and gave it for an inheritance unto Israel according to their tribes' divisions, and the land rested from war. Levite priests did not receive a land inheritance, but lived in forty-eight cities scattered throughout the land to administer the priesthood to each tribe, and they set up a tabernacle at Shiloh. Now with eleven tribes, Joseph's tribe was divided into the two tribes of Ephraim and Manasseh, and now each tribe received an inheritance. Before he died, Joshua called the tribes together for his final teachings, like Moses had done. He gave them warnings and promised blessings to inspire them to cleave unto the Lord. He taught about formal covenants God required of his people and how they would formally renew their covenants with him. Joshua showed Israel what God had miraculously done for them and challenged them to keep and do all that is written in the book of the law of Moses, that ye turn not aside to the right hand or to the left. He reminded them the Lord had driven great nations out from before them and that no man had been able to stand before them unto this day. He told them to love the Lord and choose ye this day whom ye will serve. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. The Israelites told Joshua that they would serve the Lord and obey his voice, and he set up a great stone as a memorial for their covenant. They served the Lord all the days of Joshua, and for many years after, just as the Israelites were told to consider the great things the Lord had done for them, we also need to remember the many things he has done for us and decide for ourselves, as Joshua did, to choose you this day whom ye will serve. And this is Joshua chapters 1 through 8 and 23 and 24 in the Old Testament. Look for hidden images located throughout the video. You can download a coloring page and activity puzzles for each section on Etsy at PonderFund. Visit our new PonderFun.com website and Facebook page to find more fun things to do, and you can listen to these as a podcast. Please like and share these videos with anyone you think might enjoy them. Also, please subscribe to this PonderFun YouTube channel, and you'll be notified whenever I make new videos. Thanks again for watching, and find some time this week to ponder.